Ross once said, healthy competition is good for global economy. Keep this in mind as we discuss today the surprising news about Mexico wants to join BRICS and how that's going to impact the global economic order. My name is Dr. David Wallaru. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Our show today is sponsored by Noble Gold. All right, Ross, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you, a whole lot's going on. Well, by the way, your quote is right. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. A healthy competition is good for the global economy. Actually, it's true. Yeah, except that politicians in Washington looking at it differently. <laughs> they had to listen to me. I know. Well, we're, today we're talking about Mexico and BRICS. Brazil, Mexico. No, 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 BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Thank you, thank you. I got it right now. Yeah, I kind of know by now because <laughs> I keep talking about BRICS. It became drilled in my brain. Well, Mexico is, on, is really considering joining BRICS, and I assume that they'd be invited in if they really wanted to be there because of a number of really important factors. You're absolutely correct, Russ. All the joking aside, you know, Mexico is a strategic, not only locations, but also strategically will play a major role in really expanding BRICS in, in, in the Southern Hemisphere, especially in Latin America. You know, you take a look at what, what is BRICS really about. And we have a number of things about growing economies. Yeah. And the importance of in the, the interconnectedness of, of, these, of the, these developing countries. Yeah. Well, you look at, you look at Mexico economically. It's the second largest economy in Latin America. After, after Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Argentina comes third. But Argentina is already applied for BRICS. So. But what makes Mexico very interesting is the geography of it. Oh, the boy. The proximity to the U.S. That's, to me, what now raised a red flag in Washington. This is why you get, like, what's his name? Senator Graham. Oh, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. The guy needs to retire. They've been too long in this in, in, in Congress. A word from our sponsors. Silver's appeal lies in its rarity and aesthetic worth. But its importance in today's economy and technology may surprise you. Silver is used in a wide variety of technological devices and renewable energy sources like solar panels. That's why securing your financial future with a silver IRA from Noble Gold Investments is such a brilliant idea. This month, Every qualifying silver IRA of $20,000 or higher comes with a magnificent silver eagle bullion coin. Visit geopoliticsgold.com to learn more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. There is always risk in investments and there's no guarantee of any kind. Well, any, anyone who's advocating military intervention into Mexico really needs to reconsider what, we're, what they're talking about. Yeah. And, as, and as you pointed out earlier, once the milita U.S. military goes in someplace, oh, yeah. they stay. They stay. But this one here, the politicians are saying, well, because we have to fight the war on drugs, which is a lie. You and I know it's a lie. How long have we been engaged in a war on drugs? <laughs> it's forever. As long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. It's not about that. You know what's at the heart of this? Is the fear that if Mexico moves forward with joining BRICS, 
That is what's at the heart. Here's the thing. The United States is realizing that the world is shifting. Well, we just are in denial. There is a concept in psychology when somebody's in denial, right? What it looks like the U.S. and collective West is in denial about the shift of the world from a unipolar to a multipolar setting. You know, as, when, as we're researching this show, yeah. I come up with a list of countries that want to join BRICS. Let's hear it. If you have the Argentina, uh -huh. United Arab Emirates, Algeria, Egypt, Bahrain, Indonesia, Iran, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and more. Kazakhstan, Indonesia. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, you're absolutely correct, Russ. It's, it's now, uh, like I said last time, this time around, this year, if BRICS does not play its strategic cards the right way, that's it. It's over. It's because BRICS has been around for now over a decade or so. So, this is now the right time, in my opinion, the right circumstance for them to really, really impact the global economy. And they're going to have to figure out mechanisms by which to move forward. So, to me, the concern about the United States, why it doesn't want Mexico, because of NAFTA, the, the uh, uh, North America Free Trade Agreement, oh, yeah. which we have, we have, we, the Americans, or the United States, as with uh, Canada and Mexico. You know, all the flow of goods and all that. But can you imagine, once Mexico joined BRICS, which means BRICS now will have access to this market, because oh Mexico is part, part of it. You know, unless you're paying attention, to, close attention to what yeah. BRICS is all about, you don't know that it has half the global population in its current membership. Yeah. It has one-third of the global gross domestic product. This is a big organization. This is a, a big and important group of, of countries. Yeah, it is. And for Mexico, Mexico will be of a great strategic uh, assets for BRICS. And mind you that Mexico is also a member of the Pacific Alliance, which includes it's a, the Pacific Alliance is a trade. It's a regional trade agreements that includes Chile, Colombia and Peru. And to me, here is the big elements in all this, considering that Brazil has been calling for a joint currency with Argentina. You can only imagine if Mexico or when Mexico joined BRICS. The joint currency, currency. And, the, and the U.S. dollar might stop being the yeah. no, no, way the trade yeah. happens. Well, speaking of the dollar, you heard what happened. Two banks in America that collapsed. Yeah, collapsed. Right? They collapsed. They collapsed. Yes. And now, I'm, I just read about it this morning on my way here to the studio that now there is a consideration that the Treasury Secretary said, oh, we're going to help the bank not to be uh, insolvent. You know, why the heck are we going to bail them out? Let them fail if they created the problem. This is no different than what happened back in 2008. Exactly. I was furious on that. You know why I was furious? Because we, the government that is, allocated $780 billion out of taxpayers' money to bail out the big corporations. Only at the end of that year, 2008, the top executives of those companies were getting bonuses for Christmas. And huge bonuses, yeah. not just trivial bonuses. Yeah. And they should have been on the street looking for a job. Yeah. But at the same time, there is now a bank in England that purchased this bank in Silicon Valley Bank. Really? Already. It's, you know, why is this concerning for you if you happen to be an American? 
Because the concern now, once this is the beginning, you know, when the banks collapse like that, you know, people cannot get their money. Where are they going to get their money? There are those who say, well, no, 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 no. Uh, those banks are insured under FDIC, the Federal, the federal Deposit uh, uh, Insurance, yeah. Insurance Company, whatever. They have about $250,000. Right. But that's not the problem. The problem is when the bank collapses, you won't have any access to your money whatsoever. It's exactly what happened in Beirut last month when some banks collapsed completely. People want to, the bank to get their money out. There's no money there. And what we're seeing is any number of other American banks are distressed. Yeah. And so this, this is really a very serious problem. Yeah. And having the government bail out again, again, again. You know, the American taxpayer right now, thanks to the national debt, oh, every person living in, I think this is true, every person living in the United States, if they would take their share of the debt, is $91,000 going, that's outrageous. It is outrageous. I mean, I'm somebody that does not like that because I live within my means. You know, if I can't afford something, that's it. I can't afford it. I got to wait till I will be able to either pay for it cash or I use credit card, but I pay it off at the end of the month. You know, that's just common sense. You know, you live within your means. And, and given how our society is, and, and the problem with the uh, government just printing money right and left, and most of us Americans are clueless about what lies ahead financially. I had someone one time asked me on Twitter, well, what do you mean, Dr. O? Well, what I mean is that sooner or later, the money will be worthless, <laughs> which means anything you're going to buy is going to be so expensive that you won't be able to afford when I was in college, yeah. an economics professor came into one of my classes, because this is during the LBJ period when the great economy, the war in Vietnam, and we started seeing deficit spending. And this, this well-meaning economist said, it's okay for the United States to do that. And, going, and we were all, you know, young kids saying, what's wrong with this picture? I mean, you didn't have to be a genius to figure out that you don't do a lot of deficit spending, and now we're $31.5 trillion on the verge of default. Yeah. Oh, spare me. Yeah, by the way, in June, by June this year, we're going to find out. And most indications say there's, and again, don't quote me on this because I'm just reading from different <laughs> sources to really form the picture, the big picture that is. And most of the, the, the material that I read from here in the U.S. and outside the U.S., you know what it suggests? The possibility of defaulting, which will be a serious problem. I mean, it might not happen, but just we are on track to default by June. Did you ever see the, uh, the statistics uh, on, on somewhere on the Internet that show how much the debt is growing minute by minute by second yeah, by second? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the clock, whatever yeah, that the, shows. The, the yes. infl- the, what is that? It's the clock, yeah. yes. Yes, I know which one you're talking about, Russ. That is very sobering. It is. And, and, and we are more engaging in more conflicts. Now we're fermenting one in, in Asia. What for? <laughs> what for? You just have, you know what? I just found out that the delegation from Congress just came back from Taiwan. No. Yeah. Victoria Nolan was in Taiwan. We all know what it means, right? That's very concerning. So, so you can just see now when you have statements by uh, politicians saying, well, we need to send in the military to Mexico. What do we think? Mexico's going to welcome us with open arms? They're going to fight back. You know. I can hardly imagine the repercussions of sending our military 
into Mexico. Well, it just doesn't look good optics, you know. But also, <laughs> remember what we said last time, Ross, when an empire is declining, what are the signs? One of them is foreign interventions militarily. Yeah, and it becomes an ill-conceived policies. You know, failed policies, that is. That's basically what it is. So. As if we can control 120 million other people yeah. who have outrageous problems of their own. Yeah, and Mexico is very <laughs> crucial to American economy. Oh, is it ever? Yeah, most of the companies have their plants and factories also in Mexico. They're not producing stuff here. So you cut off Mexico or you create problems, we will feel that here. All the prices of stuff will go up. This is why to those who argue, or oh, maybe we sanction, it's like, no, 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 no. You're talking nonsense. You can't just sanction countries right and left, you know, because we're going to feel the impact. That's why I am convinced to us there is no way we will sanction ever. We will ever sanction China. I don't think so. Because we know what the consequences will be. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that applies to Mexico as well. How much food, how many manufactured goods, on and on and on coming out of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is why we wanted to just highlight this stuff because it's a very, very important. I mean, I heard what uh, Senator Graham said and I was like shaking my head. Of course, you have to justify under the war on drugs when in reality... There is a market for drugs here. You know, your drug use in America, it's nothing new. Look no further than what happened in the 70s. Who introduced drugs into Southern California back in the 70s? We know it was the government. Yeah, so let's, let's just face it. It's, it's the reality, is the truth. There is a big market for drugs and all that. But this is not about that. This is about Mexico expressing its intentions of applying for BRICS, and we know what it means. That's what's at the heart of this. Loss of U.S. influence internationally. Yeah, it is, it is going that direction. It's been going that direction. But again, this is not a, just happened last year. This is the outcome of the last 30 years. A failed policies right and left. Yeah, like I always say, you got amateurs in Washington making decisions that impacts the country. No. You know, just take a look at, at, how, at the decline of Great Britain. Yeah. And their bullying tactics failed. Yeah. And it went from a world power to a small island. Yeah. And it's like, no one's learning from that? Well, they're not paying attention to it, the, yeah. the powers that be. And we're seeing the United States spread yeah. everywhere, bullying, yeah. bullying tactics, and people resent it and fight back hard. And now we see bricks with this many people applying, this many groups of countries applying for membership, absolutely loss, right. loss of American influence, bullying doesn't work long yeah. term. Well, speaking of UK or Britain, Britain needs to return the stolen gold to Venezuela and the gold that belongs to India. Oh. Yeah, they need to return that to the rightful owners. The central bank in, in, in England is sitting on that gold. Wow. That gold doesn't belong to them. They really need to do the right thing. But can we expect UK to do the right thing? No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So, any any final thoughts to add to this, Ross? Before we close it up, this is a tragic comedy. This is laughably stupid. Yeah, that's why I sent in the military. Send in the military. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> Just get out of Afghanistan tragically, and now now let's send our troops, which we don't have enough of anyway, and we're unprepared. 
into Mexico. And foment more tensions in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. I see your point. I see your point. Well, we hope you find this very informative. And as always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time, guys. Bye-bye.